Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. My name is Peyton, and here we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for Jesus. So today we are continuing our our series in season two about trusting God with, and today we have a guest, and she'll be talking about trusting God with her future, with timing, trusting God's timing. And so I am excited to welcome Hannah with us today. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to, you know, have a conversation with you. You're somebody that I've been following for a little bit and I'm just super excited for us to like talk and get to know each other a little better. Yes, you guys. Hannah is awesome. She is such a light on Instagram and social media and life in general. Um, but we've been following each other for a little bit, and I'm just excited for her to be here. And if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and just kind of let the audience know a little bit about yourself, that'd be amazing. Yeah, so I'm Hannah. I recently got married, so I'm Hannah Parham now. I don't, I still don't really know. Fun fact, I still don't really know how to pronounce my last name. Like, apparently, my husband said originally it was Parham, and then midway, three months ago he's like it's parham now so i was just like okay i don't really know so (laughs) my name's (laughs) hana parham as far as the latest update concerns you um i currently live in tennessee just moved here with my husband about six months ago for a new job um so i'm in a really huge season of transition um even when peyton asked me to introduce myself i was just like uh what do i do again so i feel like god's reworking who I am, what I do. Um, I have a blog or I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if I have a blog. (laughs) Um, But I basically love to encourage women and I am really passionate about helping women see themselves the way that God sees them and help them love themselves the way that God loves them. So that is probably what I'm super passionate about. Um, And so, yeah, I am actually here's a little fun fact I'm like in the process of writing a third book so I'm super excited about that I know you you said we'll get into it a little bit later but yeah that's a little bit about me a couple of other fun facts I love 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 Grace Anatomy and Ice Chai Latte so (laughs) that's a little bit about me well congrats on new seasons of your life and being married now that's amazing thank you I love it I really love I feel like um I was telling someone the other day, and I was just like, I really feel like I was, like, born to be a wife. Like, I know that sounds so corny Mm -hmm. and so cheesy, but, like, I feel like I'm destined to be a wife. I just love everything about marriage. I mean, granted, we're newlyweds, so, of course, it's, like, bliss right now. But I just absolutely love having a husband. It's like having a plus one anywhere you want to go, which is, like, so fabulous. (laughs) Like, I Um, never have to, like, worry about who I'm going to talk to when I go somewhere because I have somebody that I'm going with. (laughs) Perfect for people with social anxiety. Get married. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty uh, much the only solution you have. <laughs> it's like the best problem fixer ever. That's so funny. So you're honestly in a really unique and fun season to talk about this topic of trusting God with like your future and trusting in his timing. So how did you approach that with all of these new changes? Oh my God. It, um, so it's just like been overwhelming if I'm completely honest. Um, so just a little bit of background, basically long story short, as short as possible. Um, I thought I was going to be a doctor 
and when I went to college, I did all the prereqs to become a doctor. Um, I applied and took the MCAT and I applied for medical school to find out that I didn't get in. And so, I mean, that's not unusual. A lot of people don't get on the first time. And so when that happened, I was kind of at a crossroads trying to figure out, okay, what was I going to do next? And so I started to work at a doctor's office in hopes that that would help, you know, make my application more competitive for the next go round. But when I started working there, I realized that I didn't like it like at all. And so I went from trying to pursue medicine and God took me into full-time ministry. Um, And so I started working at a local church back in North Carolina um, in Charlotte and I loved it. Uh, but then God recently opened up a door about, I guess, uh, nine months ago at this point, um, where a job opened up in Tennessee um, in marketing. Um, and so I felt led to take this job. And when I first moved here with the, like, you know, started working at the job, I was really overwhelmed with, you know, what was God trying to do in my life? Because it, none of it really made sense to me. I was like, first I was trying to do medicine. Then I was put into ministry and now I'm in like, you know, what a lot of people call the marketplace. And so it left me quite, and then plus I had all this happening along with the dreams in my heart that I felt like God gave me, like, you know, wanting to be a best-selling author and wanting to, um, you know, do random, like fun dreams, like open up a coffee shop one day. I want to have like, uh, like I had a membership group that I literally started before moving here. Um, and like, it was a private membership group. And so I was doing that, but then I just felt like when I got here, I was like, I don't want to do any like membership groups. I literally, you know, told the girls that were in the membership group, I was like, Hey, I'm actually closing this. I'm in a really different, you know, transition of life. So this is just something that's probably not going to work right now. I don't know if God's going to reopen the door later in the future, but at at this point in time, I really want to focus on my marriage. I want to focus on this job. I want to focus on this new city that God has moved us to. I want to focus on getting plugged in our local church that he, you know, that he put in our way and in our path. Um, So there was just like a lot of changes. And so while all of this is happening, I still am like in the process because my me and my husband got married in May, really like literally the Thursday before I started my job, um, and our wedding was in September. So literally, this like all of this is going on, and I'm still trying to figure out like being a new wife while living in a new city, trying to find around, trying my trying to find my way around the city, trying to figure out my new routine because I, I went from like working a really flexible job in ministry to working a more routine type job, like a standard, you know, you're at the office from 7:30 to 4.30, whereas in ministry, you know, you have times where you're going to the office, but then you're going to the church. So, I mean, there's just like a lot of, you know, flexibility with ministry that I had. And so I'm literally trying to figure out all of this. And I'm just like, at the same time, I'm like, Lord, what the heck are you doing? Because I don't understand what's going on. And um, that's something that I'm still kind of, you know, not necessarily struggling through. I think it's, I'm journeying through. Um, It's something that God and I are, you know, taking a nice little journey together and me learning to trust him in what I like to call like the messy middle, like when I don't understand what's going on, when I can't see a clear picture, where I don't understand what's happening, I feel like God is just helping me get more settled and just truly resting in him and trusting in his timing. And that's pretty much like such a long story short, um, like that really is the shortest version. Like there's so many different pieces that go into this and even this being like maybe the first time that I've done a podcast interview in a really long time and like me doing this interview and kind of sharing what's happened in the last nine months is so new and fresh and like such a new part of my story that God has wrote that 
I'm overwhelmed by it because it's so many details that I'm <laughs> trying to digest as I share it too. So. I really love that you said that because I think a lot of times we expect when God calls us to something or calls us in a new direction for it to be just because like you said, he obviously brought you peace and he in a way like reassured what you felt on your heart and kind of helped you transition through that feeling. But at the same time, like you said, yeah. it was confusing, it was overwhelming. So I really like that you addressed that because a lot of times we think God's leading me to it, so it's going to be easy. He's going to give me, I mean, he does give us all the tools, but there's still that level to, like, you had to lean in to where he was calling you and you had to utilize, like, what he gave you. And I think that's, like, a right. common misconception is that God's going to just be like, here you go, go here, it's going to be easy you know? No, I completely agree. And I think that's something that I have learned as I've walked with God. Um, and I think that's what made this process, I think, knowing that there was light at the end of the tunnel. Because like, when I first started walking with God, when I would get in moments like this, I would literally think it was the end of the world. And I would be, you know, dramatic about it. And <laughs> I would have my pity parties. And it was just like Me a hot mess. Um, and so now that I've walked with God, I guess for some time now, when I get to these parts, it doesn't get any easier, but what I will say is at least I know that there's an end in sight because God has been faithful before and he'll be faithful again. And so even just where I am today compared to where I was like four months ago or six months ago when I moved here, um, I'm in a way better place and it's like way less messy and I feel a lot more settled. And I feel like God is really just revealing new things about me, new things about him. And it's been just like, a like I can, there's no other word to put it other than it really is a journey of just like learning to trust God when you don't have any idea what the heck he's doing. And I think for me, I'm learning to just really uh, relinquish control and not care so much about the outcome and really learning to be present in the everyday uh, and be grateful because when we're not grateful, I think it's really easy to become discontent with what we don't have. And something that I think God is helping me grow in in this season is learning to be content in all things. Um, kind of like how Paul says in Philippians, like I learned what it means to have, like I used to have nothing and I used to have everything and I learned how to be content in every single situation. And I think that's something that I'm walking and journeying with God about um and it's difficult because there's times where you know I want to have a, a cry fest or I want to just break down because I'm just discouraged um <laughs> but I think in those moments like I have to really command my soul and my spirit to like still give God praise and just still continue to trust him and like truly like I don't know change the narrative in my heart and in my mind um because it's when it's like kind of when you focus on I think I'm taking that scripture that says, think on things that are lovely, noble, right, and true. I really am taking that to heart and just truly focusing on like, okay, well, this is what God is doing and this is where I can still see him. And that's really all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's such a good measure of where you are, where you are with your relationship with Jesus that you want him to be in those me messy places with you. And so when you find yourself in those yeah. messy places, what would you say like as you're working through those and working through releasing control, what would you say are like your action steps in that space? Like what, what do you do to kind of 
surrender and not get like I guess swallowed up by the mess yeah I think for me like um ooh, that's really hard um but the truth is like sometimes for me I'm like a really practical person and I love like having action steps mm-hmm. but I think something that I've been learning is like sometimes it's not you're not going to always have an action step sometimes you're just going to have to like really learn how to endure and learn how to like when either there's a breakdown or whenever you're having a moment allowing yourself to really feel in those moments and like really acknowledge the feelings that you're having so I guess if there are some practicals number one acknowledge what how you feel and just kind of process through how you feel because there's nothing wrong with being upset or discouraged because God can handle all all of that Um, but I would say like really become self-aware of like what are you feeling how are you feeling what's going on what are you uh, thinking Um, and then two really taking time daily to process that with God um, because sometimes our filters on our own are so negative and we just have like a certain lens that we're viewing life through. But when we take it to God and when we really spend time in his word and we really spend time in prayer, we can really change what that filter is so that we can kind of see it through, like we can zoom out and come out of ourselves and really see it from the bird's eye view and the way that God sees it. So doing that kind of gives us clarity on, okay, here's what I don't have, but this is what God says in this moment. And so the third action step is like really taking what God says in those messy moments and really just learning to lean and trust that his word is true. Like for me, um, I wanted to, like when I was in the process of like planning our wedding and I had so much going on, like this is an example, I was just like really overwhelmed and frustrated and confused and just feeling all over the place. And so I was doing that. I was acknowledging how I felt. I was processing it with God. And when I asked God, like, what do I do? I feel like there's so many things I'm supposed to be doing. God told me to just focus on planning the wedding. And I felt like I heard God say that very clearly to me. And I was like, but what about my role at work? And what about blah, blah, blah. He said, just focus on the wedding. Like, cause I was, I wanted new friendships. I wanted to get plugged in at church. Yeah. Like I'm a go-getter. Like I want to do all the things. And God was like, focus on the wedding. So I ended up just being obedient in that moment and just like letting all the other distractions fade to the background and focus on what God said to do, which was plan on the wedding. And it was so crazy because when I planned the wedding and when the wedding was over, I felt like God gave me my next set of instructions. So in this season, since the wedding's been over, I felt like God says like, focus on your marriage and write the book. And so it's like, okay, cool. And so something about surrendering and like learning to let go of control is like really learning to like rest with God and trust that what he has planned for you will come to you the way that he wants it to be done and that is what I have seen in my life like for example I really wanted friends I was getting so caught up with making new friends because I was in a new city and I wanted to make sure I had community here um and God said focus on the wedding and I didn't really have like these friends but then it literally was like the wedding was over and I started to feel like there's these people random people that would start reaching out to have dinner or lunch and I'm like dang I didn't have to do anything God did that (laughs) all by himself and so I feel like when we learn to give control to God, he really does direct our path because the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And I feel like God has really directed my path. And there wasn't a lot that I had to do. Sometimes we try to do God's part and God's yeah. like, I just need you to take a chill pill, relax. I got this. And then it's kind of crazy because when he like starts to unfold it before your very eyes, you're like, dang, why was I so involved in the first place? God had it the whole time. So that's like usually how I, <laughs> what happens for me. <laughs> oh my goodness and you wouldn't know what god was saying or what he was telling you to focus on if you didn't first have your focus on god 
I, yeah. Would you say with your process of writing your, because you have two books right now, um, would you say in that process that was a lot of surrendering control to him and trusting his timing and, and something where you kind of had to give him the wheel? So those are like a similar scenario in terms of like, I didn't really do, like I did what, how do I put this? I didn't do what I think most people think I did. I was mm. basically just being faithful with the little that God gave me. And so like the first devotional book, which is Jesus's day, and you can publish or buy those on my website or at hannahoffman.com. I have to change the URL soon because <laughs> I got married, but um, you can buy that on my website or just let's follow each other on Instagram and I'll show you where to go. Um, but basically with that one, it started as an email challenge and I did like, <laughs> a email challenge where we were going to spend time with God every single day for the next 30 days. And that was like a new year's challenge. Um, and so I sent a weekly devotional and then once the challenge was over, people were like asking for more. And so I was like, huh, okay, well, why don't we take and break these weekly devotionals out? Cause they had yeah, a weekly theme each week. Why don't we take yeah. these themes and break them out into a daily devotional? And so that's literally how that devotional book became what it is. Um, because, I already just had it. Um, and then for the second devotional book, I was like writing and sending a weekly email, like a weekly devotional to my email list every day. And this was the devo uh, devotionals that I was sent. And so literally by the end of the year, I had compiled 52 devotionals that mm. I literally just put into a book and got published. So both of those were literally just acts of faithfulness that God and took li my little and made it much. And so I think that is a level of surrender. Like, really focusing on what God has in front of you and just letting him guide you to what the next steps will be. Because I think, I truly believe that's what he did. Um, he took that small idea, that small seed and he grew it, watered it and made it grow into um, something that I never thought would happen. And so even now today, I'm like, dang, I really wrote two devotional books. Like that's kind of crazy to me. <laughs> I just can't yeah. believe it sometimes. I'm like, wow, that's, I love that and I can definitely relate to that I actually have my first book that's out now finally got like all the copies and everything yeah, thank you but that was honestly the same thing like just allowing him honestly I felt like I was the one that had my hands on the keyboard and Jesus did the rest and uh but yeah, and similar to, like, I would create deadlines for how I wanted the book writing and editing all that jazz to go, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing, like, my timeline was not what God's timeline was because none of my deadlines actually yeah. happened. So it's definitely so cool with just any projects or any seasons of life to kind of let God lead, like how your your whole story, this whole podcast has been how you've let God lead and been faithful. So that's such, that's such a cool testimony. Yes. God is like so faithful and he'll just he'll, like, there's not much we have to do. We just really have to be obedient to the things that he says do. And he literally handles the rest. Like our part is our faithfulness. Um, and his part is the outcome. That's so true. When they say that we just have to be a vessel for him to do his thing. It's so true. Yes, I agree. What would you say then was your hardest, was the hardest part of your life or the hardest season to trust God with? 
Hmm. I think for me, it's so weird because I think each season is its own version of hard. (laughs) I can't think of like any particular that stand out like this was the hardest because in their own right, they were each hard based on where I was in that moment. Um, Yeah. Because when I look back, I'm like, dang, that wasn't that hard. Why was I whining about that? <laughs> but back then, you know, it was hard for me. And so I think in its own way, I'm like, dang, this current season I'm in has got to be the hardest. But I'm just grateful for where I am today because I'm not where I used to be. So I don't know. Like, that's, like, such a good question. Um, Like, they've all been challenging in their own ways. And they've all produced, a, a you know, more fruit in my life than I didn't think would. So, um. I mean, there's so many different stories because in walking with God, like, you know, like time, like with God, a true relationship, when you spent time with God over the, the years, you just see his faithfulness over and over and over again. And so I literally, as I'm like listening or thinking, um, one is when I was in college and I didn't have any friends, God was faithful. That was like literally the, one of the hardest seasons of my life. But then also when um, I had to move to Charlotte and I had, I wasn't making I didn't know how I was going to get a job. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't know where I was going to live and God still provided in that. Or just more recently how, when I was, um, I was really just supposed to be getting married in September, but then this job popped up and I'm moving literally from a completely different state to another city where I don't know a single soul. And me and my husband decide to move up the date of getting married so that we can move to a new state together. That was like really hard. Um, And even just like processing where I'm supposed to be doing with my life is difficult now. And so I think all of those seasons were difficult and I can't say like one was harder than the other. Cause they, like I said, how many times can I say they were all hard, but <laughs> they were difficult in their own ways. That's so understandable. And it's just such a, it's just so amazing that as you're saying this, every season was hard, but God was always greater than that challenge. And so that, yeah. that's, the amazing thing about sharing our testimonies and that's honestly why I love podcasts is seriously there's so many resources books podcasts to like read about people's stories and it's just incredible to see that no matter what anybody faces God is always faithful and for you like he always provided exactly what you needed even if it didn't look like exactly what you wanted yes and it was always for my good Um, whether it produced another level of character in me or whether it allowed me to learn another aspect of God's character or whether it produced you know some type of fruit in my life like there was always something that God did in those moments that just showed that like you said he was number one he's faithful but two like he knows exactly the plans concerning us and their plans to prosper us and give us hope in the future yeah Yeah, and it's amazing that you can look back on it and recognize exactly where he is because I know for me and my relationship with Jesus is it took a like spiritual maturity and being at a point in our relationship where I could be like, oh yeah, or I could laugh at that one moment and be like, yep, there God was or he had a sense of humor, but I feel like it really takes, like you said, daily time with God to get to that point where you're like, no matter how dark this looks, I know your light is here. And I know that you were there through all of it. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And like something that even God is, you know, through these last couple of months, one of the things he's just been showing me is like, 
his presence is the gift. Like his presence is the goal. Um, walking with him, he himself is what our soul is after and what our soul desires. Um, and so if we have that, why are we so worried about everything else that's going on? Especially if his word says that it will be good. He says he works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Uh, and nothing can separate us from his love. So it's just like, dang, what am I so worried about? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's the most amazing promise he could give us, and we're still worried. <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. Speaking of goals, are you a New Year's goal setter or, like, resolutioner? Um, I don't. I used to be and lately I've just been like whatever <laughs> I actually it's like funny that you say that though because I literally was like before I even um looked at the questions you sent I was literally um was looking at like planning my 20 well I guess I'm not a new year's goal resolutioner but I was planning my 2022 today for sure <laughs> I was like writing out all the things I wanted to do in 2022 I guess I mean they weren't really goals they were just Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm like, I want to take a vacation. Is that a goal? What did you say? I said, I want to take a vacation. I don't know if I would make that a goal, though. Is that a goal? I mean, it could. Like, if you need rest and you need to go on that beach vacation, I'd say that's a goal to get on, get to that vacation. Okay. Well, if that's a goal, then that's, I definitely, I guess I am planning some goals for 2022. <laughs> Oh, I'd agree with you. I don't know. Well, sometimes I'm definitely that person that makes the goal and then maybe does it for a solid 30 days and then we're done. But I think I'd probably, yeah, I think I'd probably fall in the category of where you're at where it's just fun to plan out like the whole year of what you want to do, bucket lists, all that fun stuff. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's more so a bucket list rather than a goal because I'm just like, well, I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> and these are the things that I like to do. And what I consider fun, so let's do them. And let's just figure out how we can make it happen. <laughs> Seriously. So with some of your goals or even business goals or anything like that, I guess it doesn't have to be serious goals, but how do you find yourself including God in that process? So this is going to sound really controversial a little bit. Not that much, just a tiny bit though. Um, so I, in the past, I used to be like, I had to consult God about everything. Like, mm -hmm. what should I do, God? Should I do this or should I do this? Like, I was that girl that literally went into prayer and literally asked God all these questions. And something that God is also teaching me is learning to just make my own decisions because he's with me. Mm -hmm. um, like, it's almost like how a kid, it's like kind of transitioning from like a child to an adult when you have parents. As you're a child or a teenager, you ask your kid, your parents about everything. Like, should I do this or should I do this? Should I do this or should I do this? And now I've kind of gotten to a point with my parents where I'm just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, this is what I have going on. And I kind of feel like I'm kind of going through that with God. Like, not to the point where I'm not, you know, consulting him about anything. But just kind of making, like, trusting that the Holy Spirit that is in me lives actually in me. And the decisions that he gives me that I want that the desires that he's put on my heart are from him um, yeah. and trusting that if they're in my heart then just go for it rather than trying to ask like God is not I mean God will answer all your questions don't get me wrong but God's not up there like God should I take a vacation like he's not up there like you need to tell <laughs> you need to tell me if you're going on vacation it's not like so that's like where I'll set out 
some goals and I'll set out some desires, but I'm really coming from a place with, I guess the intent's different a little bit. Like God put these desires in my heart. So I'm going to move forward with those desires because I know that all things, all perfect and good things are from above. That's what the scripture says. But Mm -hmm. I remain, what helps me keep God involved is one thing to like start these things, but what helps me keep God involved is learning to be open-minded with if something changes. And that's yeah. where I allow God's sovereignty to really take over in my life and truly surrender to his path and his plan. Because if there's something I'm not supposed to do, God is so sovereign and so faithful and he's so good that he'll redirect my steps or reorient me so that I'm not doing what I thought I wanted to do or he'll change the desires. Because um, there's that scripture in Psalms where it's like, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. But like a lot of people are focused so much on like, he'll give you the desires of your heart that we don't focus on like delighting ourselves in him. And when you truly, truly delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you desires from him. They're pure desires with good intentions and they're perfect because God, it says, and also in the Bible that his pleasing, it's a pleasing, good and perfect will. And so if we truly are like resting in God, it's not like we're delighting ourselves in God so he can give us something. It's really, truly delighting ourselves in God because he's so awesome and we just love God so much. And when we do that, he changes us from the inside out because he's so transformational like that and our and helps us grow and become more like him, that our lives reflect him and it shows up in the way that we love people. It shows up in how we treat our other people. It shows in how we treat ourselves. It shows up in how we uh, go to work or how we show up in our everyday lives. And so when it comes to like planning, I do, I plan, but I give God the plan and be like, okay, God there's anything on here that doesn't look or sound like you I trust you enough that you'll change it later in the future when that time comes that I love that analogy that's super interesting and honestly why would Jesus give us the Holy Spirit if we're not even going to use it for that discernment yeah or like why would he give us free will if we're just going to ask him about everything (laughs) yeah that's so true but I love that. I feel like that's something I've been learning a lot this year is the open palm lifestyle of just, like, t- tomorrow's not promised. Like you said, you can plan it, but then, like, here, God, I'm submitting this plan to you, and if something changed, I'm totally okay with it. Because going back to the trust with his timing and his plan, you have to trust to know that if something changes, you know it's going to be better for you than the plan that you had. So, yeah that's such an important aspect of relationships with Jesus. And I think it's amazing that the idea of trusting God's the same, but we all have a different way of showing that and a different way that we kind of rest in that trusting. Right, right. So before I ask you the last question that I ask everybody on season two, do you have anything else you want to add or any advice or just anything else you want to share? No, I don't have anything particular other than God loves y'all so freaking much. <laughs> and he has such good plans for you. And just if you're in a messy middle, just stay encouraged. God knows exactly what he's doing, even if you may not understand what's going on. And his plans for you are good. Just stay close to him. Draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. And he's going to work it all out for your good. Exactly. So if any of you guys are discouraged, just come back to this podcast episode Fast forward to that part right there and listen to that back. (laughs) Yes, or just follow us on Instagram and we'll help you out. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you this question and you can fill in the blank. But because I trusted God with timing, with my future, I was set free from. 
I was set free from fear and worry and doubt. Yes. That's amazing. The best things to be set free from. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Hannah. I am so, so happy that we got to talk. We'll have to talk more often. Yes, I would love for us to like stay in touch for sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, do you want to tell the audience where they can find you? And I'll have all your links down below too. Yes, of course. So you can, the best way to like connect with me is definitely on Instagram. I love, I just love being on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I just stare at millennial ways. Um, so come say hi on Instagram. Literally DM me. Let's have a chit chat. Um, or you can find me at my website at hannahthompson.com. Um, and um, yeah, that's where you can connect with me. You can read some articles, some blogs, um, email me, do all the things. I'll stay in touch. And I'm, as I mentioned, I have two books. Um, Jesus is Bay, which is a 31-day devotional to help you um, get back to your relationship with God and really learn what it means to be loved by him. Um, and then I have my second devotional book, which is The Confessions Project, which is basically um, 52 devotions to help you declare God's word over your life. It's like a baby, definitely my baby project that I'm absolutely very passionate about. We'll definitely have to talk more about confessions and confessing the word of God because I'm so super yeah. um, passionate about like how the importance of that. And so those are my two devotional books that you can also purchase at my website. But yeah, Peyton, seriously, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Thank you. I had so much fun. And yes, we're all going to add your books to our New Year reading list. <laughs> yes!